0: The following is an archived podcast presented by the Branson and Hudson Foundation for Podcast Recovery. This podcast is entitled Harvard Men. It is the first and only episode of the podcast. Welcome to episode one. The year is 1636. The clergyman John Harvard is kicked out of England for being too uptight. He decides to found an institute of higher learning here in America. According to documents at the time, John Harvard planned for Harvard University to be a place where men in white wigs yelled at men in blue hats about who should and shouldn't have statues. Over time, Harvard has morphed from a covenant of men trying to decide which woman from the Bible is in hell the hardest to a place where Boston elites send their gayest sounding kid. It jumps from this to a premier research university. In 1998, Harvard University accepts its first black janitor, as well as its first Asian student that isn't the son of a US-supported dictatorship. Now, today, Harvard is stronger than ever, is ranked as the number one university in the world by multiple organizations. As of October 2018, Harvard University has produced 158 Nobel Laureates, 18 Fields Medalists, 14 Turing Award winners, 48 Pulitzer Prizes, 14 Webby Awards, 108 Bronze Medals, 62 Living Billionaires, 8 U.S. Presidents, 13 Pornhub Freak of the Weeks, over 2,000 Star Cups, 18 Guilty as charged, Guilty as, uh, uh, 18 Charge Guilty in a War Crimes Tribunal, over 232 Brazzers Girls, three actors who have played the Joker, and over 3,000 registered users on AshleyMadison.com. Harvard University will, and forever will be, the premier American university. We are gathered here today to promote and tell the world about the greatest singular institution to ever have existed, Harvard University. My name is Jonathan Haircut, and I am an alma mater of Harvard. And I am joined here today by two of my very close friends, who also went to Harvard, Ilhad Heinrich and Lucius Grapes. Ilhad, why don't you tell them a little bit about yourself? Yo, what's
1: up, fam? My life, my identity, and my spaces, and my body, and the body that lives in those spaces, is a story that could have only happen with Harvard. So, sit yourself up, fix yourself a plate, you know, get the comfy in this shit, really, because... I'm about to spit some wisdom. Big facts. All right, so long time ago in the 40s, my one grandfather, he was a refugee from communism in the area around Germany. Now, my other, grandma, my other grandparent, she was tasked with finding him because she was there for, you already know which country I'm going to say, Israel, y'all. And she found him, but they fell in love And she couldn't bring him back to Israel to process certain papers or things that he may or may not have done around Germany and Poland at that time. So they went to the only place where their romance made sense as part of the U.S. Program for Refugees Operation Paperclip. And they started a family and an intellectual tradition of protecting marginalized people like Israelis at Harvard. And right here, you know... I will always cherish my time at Harvard. At Harvard, you know, I came in as a boy and I left still with that boyish sense of wonder because, you know, we like to keep it fresh. We like to vibe out, you know, even spit a little bit. But I learned, you know, what it is to be marginalized, what voices we gotta amplify, what platforms we have to center. And the best way we can protect Israel here at Harvard. So, yo, why don't you spit it, homie?
2: Hey, hey Lucius, please. <clears throat> no cap on that, I'll tell you. Um, glad to be back, boys. Good to see you. Uh, my name is Lucius Grapes. Um, not much to say. I mean, <laughs> uh, I'm just chilling here. It's good to have a beer with you guys. It's been a long time. Um, what about me?
0: Well, yeah, I- what have you been up to since graduation?
2: Well, we'll get into that, but um, you know, where did I start out from? Just uh, really from nothing. My great grandfather, Enos Grapes, he worked in the uh the opium uh, the opium mines um, back in the day, as you know. He owned them. He didn't work in them, but he owned them. And uh, it's the same just, as working. His um, his. His ancestors went through a lot, you know. We didn't come from much you know our our distant ancestor Andrew Jackson set down the uh the the blueprint for us to become the 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 empire that we are in my family and I can't say all the details but you know my my grandmother had an affair with Aristotle Onassis, and um you know I also have blood relation to Jim Morrison and Jack Nicholson, so we're widespread in all corners of the u s institution. And I would say I am the product of that institution. You know, we're 100% Sicilian. I'm 100% Irish. And uh, I'm just, <laughs> you know, 110% American. And I'm just happy to be part of, of this, this country, of this institution, and especially the institution of Harvard University.
0: Uh, that's well said. That's well said. And I myself, Jonathan Haircut, uh, you know, I came from... I kinda wasn't a you know I I wasn't a pity pick here at Harvard. I made sure I earned my way all by myself. My grandfather we all worked for what we yeah, have worked our right. way up. We didn't have anything handed
2: to us. All I had was about two hundred fifty thousand dollars handed me out of out of high school. And they said, Do something with this and I said, Well, you know, I'm gonna start my own business and my parents said, No, you're going to Harvard and I said, Okay, then I'm gonna start my own business.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know about y'all, but you know my all my ancestors Murdered, and then my living ancestors—they all technically worked for the military intelligence agencies, so they were government employees. They weren't making a lot of money, and so you know, you know, I basically rolled up to that ACT and I was like, "What'd it do?" And I gave him with that Jewish Mm -hmm. excellence. Give me some that, brothers. You know,
0: I, 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 I'm I'm the same way. All of my dead relatives are dead. You know, (laughs) I never could count on them. And just because, you know, I, I got... You're out there alone my, on
2: that crane. My,
0: my Well, my grandfather, he's the Protestant Pope. A lot of people don't realize that Protestants have their own Pope. Mm-hmm. Now, he doesn't have as much power as the Pope does. You know, so that's why he's kind of like, I consider him like a niche religious figure, you know? Basically, all the Protestant Pope does is he walks around reminding people just how hard we work all the time. Mm -hmm. This is, you know, we work hard, and everybody's like, hey, thanks, Protestant Pope. And, you know, my hat's much smaller, I'm much more humble, and we're like, thanks, Protestant Pope. You know, it's kind of like an Easter thing of like, get a load of this guy, but, you know. I mean, the thing
2: that's interesting that I find fascinating, to be honest, about the Protestants is that, you know, I'm Sicilian-Irish 100%, and... We're, I'm a I'm a Catholic, and you know our priests they can't screw or anything like that. Protestant popes they can marry, they can fuck all day long, and that's okay. And it I was literally like,
0: says that you know, you
2: know, you know. Now, Protest- I was growing up, just- and I'm going, you know, like my friends are Protestant, they're doing all this fruity clapping and acoustic guitars and shit. But then I'm yeah. seeing this guy, I'm like, oh well, this guy can screw. You know, it might not be a ba- bad idea.
1: Yeah, and you know what I'm saying, like when your pope be knocking boots like that, you know. People's well, ju- e, do you guys even have a pope? Um, you know, <laughs> we don't. We have a lot of respected figures. You know, Judaism is like, man, it's like a cookout, y'all. It's like you come around, you come around <laughs> the cookout. <laughs> everybody's, every, well, every, think, every, everybody, some, like- everybody fixing themselves a plate. And there's always going to be someone kicking wisdom, but there's no one's elected like head of the cookout. Though, you know, someone's always going to act like they are. They act like they, you know they, know, they know they know the best way to grill at the cookout. That's very true. E, you've always had like this just, certain
2: way of talking that I
0: don't understand. I don't even understand. just, how you know, you this do is just it. it just just it's, think it's, about it's, all the it's, famous it's, Jewish people: yeah, it, Sammy Davis Jr., Eric Andre, Lenny Kravitz. No, this is like the, it's just such a rich. People tradition. always
1: accuse me of, but you know, this is all Yiddish slang. I'm not appropriating from, you know, anybody and we've been new when y'all say that about Yiddish me. Yiddish
2: is like your Latin, right? Yeah,
1: Yiddish is I'm this is all Yiddish. I would never try to like you know, appropriate uh you know, sort of clumsily appropriate someone else's identity to uh sort of ham fistedly shove it into Zionism at all. We've been all well, we've been all hey, guys was
2: Jewish. You guys should have seen you guys should have seen E back in school. He was always rap battling and destroying guys. And, you know, I wasn't really into that shit, all the hip-hop shit. I was kind of more into rock and stuff, into Dave Matthews and all that. But Yeah, you I know, was a John Mayer guy. After, Oh, I mean, straight up. Jonathan and I, we hung out with E for the first time, and we're like, all right, he can kick it. And so he showed us the world of hip-hop.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I like I like a lot of the I mean, wisdom in it, a lot of the smart stuff. He had me. He had me straight dancing out of my boat shoes. There. Yeah.
1: no, once you know, once I rolled up to these white boys and I showed them like you know the real hip hop. I showed them Snow, Modest Yahoo. We Cole started going to
2: basketball games at school. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know we started. You know. You know when, when we're playing That's against you Yale, basketball pickup games. No cap. Well, the the Harvard Center, uh,
0: Rohit Patel. He was five foot seven. He was my roommate. I I remember just hanging out with him and just being like, "Hey man, you like this?" And he goes, "What are you listening to? I've never heard this before." And I said, "That's what's up, man. That's some weird slang." Yeah, and and that's like
2: a lot of a lot of interesting people went to school with us. You know, some people might call them celebrities, but to us, they're family. That's our friends. That's our family. That's our blood. And um, you know, we we do anything for them. That's what we're doing the show for. This is our uh, you know our reunion. Harvard class of uh, just goes to show how much parting I did. I don't even remember what year.
0: Oh, uh, I mean, I took a couple uh, victory leap years, so I think about what Harvard class of two thousand thirteen, something like that.
1: I mean, it sounds right. Yeah, two thousand thirteen was a nutty year. That's when we found out, you know, year after. That's when we found out it really does be your own when Obama signed the Iran deal. But you yeah. know, we've been knew that so. Well, my roommate—I actually didn't have a roommate. My roommate was
2: um, Common. He was an honorary student. <laughs> he didn't actually live there, so I never actually met him.
0: But uh, they gave him an honorary doctorate from Harvard, which was about, uh, on AI. He kept talking about. He would come in to always see the AI and just be amazed. You would then, watch him. AI would go, or Common would go into the AI lab. And he would walk in with his Kango facing forward, and he would always walk out with that Kango blown backwards <laughs> by how amazed he was by the great Microsoft AI they had And there. you
1: know, it can be, you know, Harvard, <clears throat> it's the greatest place in the world, but it can be Matt. I mean, your roommate he got his doctorate there. My roommate? Our good friend Mr. Disrespect. Yeah, yeah, my roommate, yeah, you know, y'all know him as Doctor Disrespect. I know him as guy. Wasn't always a doctor. Yeah, no, he he went. He got his he got his medical degree at Harvard, so to speak, and yeah, he was he was he was on the b ball team, you know. He was he was with them cats on the court. He worked with those engineers. He designed you know the the chairs,
2: you know, the peripherals that a lot of people are seeing in use today that were sold to these big companies.
1: That technology was developed at Harvard. Yeah, but by, by yeah. Doctor Disrespect and.
0: Doctor disrespect was a stretch one.
1: Yeah, doctor, doctor disrespect. I was there in the room when he created the Poggy emote that y'all see on Twitch all the time now. And guess
2: what? That that character, his persona, he created that genius. I mean, he's kind of like, I mean, he's Charlie Chaplin. He's Alvin Costello. He's uh, uh, Andy Kaufman. He's Jim Carrey. He's, he's Elvis he's Costello. Also, he's Elvis Costello. He's Elvis Presley. He's <laughs> he's, he's he's Jim Morrison. And Kurt Russell, all of those badass dudes rolled into one. Right. And you know what? It's like people are like, how much is this him? How much is this as a character? Just leave it at that. You don't know. You don't want to know. Just enjoy the ride because it's gonna be a wild one. It's gonna be violent. Yeah, yeah. So you're gonna get some speed and momentum. Doctor, respect, much yeah. love.
0: Yeah, and, much love. And
2: and
1: you know, like he doesn't. You know, I don't want to accuse like his competitors of anything, but it's like you know, it's possible that shroud supports moss. You know, I don't know that for facts, but it could be big facts, you know.
2: I mean, I don't know about that kid. He's he's pretty young, but um, you know, compared to the doc, he's kind of whack, so.
1: Yeah, no doc, doc you, is now, the best. No cap. No cap. Now big facts, you, as you guys would say e.
0: You guys uh what did actually what was your guys concentrations or majors? We call them concentrations. What were your guys' focus while you were here? Well, me, I, I majored in uh, business finance deals. It's called a concentration. It's called a, I concentrated in business we
2: finance deals, and I minored in um, French studies. And uh, you know, I don't know any of that anymore. But I I used it a lot in school to get laid.
0: Uh. So. Um, well, if I remember correctly, it was a lot of like quoting Lady Marmalade. You know, I mean, straight up. I mean, it's also not hard to pick up women when we're just going around the Boston harbor in a yacht that's three stories tall. We're all wearing we're, we're all wearing our vineyard
2: vines polos, we're all wearing our chubbies, right. our boat shoes, our ray bans yeah. yeah. And we're all doing like elaborate handshakes and talking, um Bruh. like and black talking like that. And talking yeah. like kind of like surfers and black guys, even though we're all looking like this. So, you know, that's what's up. That's what Harvard life is about. Yeah, that's
0: yeah. We just circled the Boston Harbor and every time we saw a woman we thought was attracted, we threw a beer can as hard as we could at her. And she would just see immediately the big yacht and just be like, I want to know these guys. And we're like, hey. And, you know, the the main thing about Harvard men that you have to understand is that within five seconds of meeting a woman, you mention that you're a, you go to Harvard or you're from Harvard, you graduate from Harvard. And by then you're in.
2: You know, I mean, you're not really a member of Harvard until you're out on that. Yeah, you're on the boat in the summer or break. And you're partying and stuff and then you all have to make a pact together to not talk about the woman that you all dump over into the water because she died yeah for yeah. whatever reason not your fault might be an accident but there's a pact there's a brotherhood yeah and that's the bond. no that's
1: real harvard shit is like you know boys will be boys but we're turning into men boys will be boys straight yeah, up, straight, He's yeah, straight up. boys will be boys but sometimes men become men but that's why we got our boy alan dershowitz Big facts. Always got yeah. Alan Dershowitz on Dersh. the horn. Yeah. The Dersh.
2: Oh, Shout the Dersh. Dersh man. Hey, the Dersh. Dude, that guy could kick it. He could pound them. He could put them back. And you know what? He could throw down too. He was always bringing two, three girls in there. All always freshmen. And you know the what? Crazy Dimes thing.
1: straight up, respectfully.
0: The crazy thing about Dersh is that he shows up at freshman orientation and he gives every single male freshman at harvard his personal cell phone number and he says if you need to make something go away call the dirt. he says
2: he you know straight up the dude if you're harvard alum it's pro bono he says no it's good you're good don't worry about it we're family and then he also asked for a sample of your urine but you know it's all it's all it's
1: all love and love it's all love it's all love it's all love you know uh i guess i should, I, I, I guess I, actually I majored oh i'm sorry go ahead brother
0: well, well I, I think you can tell us this too, but my concentration at Harvard was in, you know, atheistic theology, you know, also known as business. So I was working in that system and trying to, like, get there because I, I was like, you know, the big fear I had, and I don't know if you guys had this fear well as well going into Harvard. Okay, everyone always talks about how Harvard is the best university in the world, right? And I'm thinking Harvard's going to be hard as shit, but guess what? Harvard is the easiest fucking shit. Harvard is so easy. If you're scared of Harvard being too hard, Harvard is so easy. I will go to like a business class in Harvard and it'll be some guy that makes $10 billion a year. And he writes on a whiteboard that says like profits minus expense equals profits. And I'm like, that's it. Harvard's easy as shit. I graduated you know, with one of those Latin titles, I paid the Asian kid to always do my homework. Harvard is easy. No, I mean, for real, though. But I mean, like, if you're going to be straight up, I mean, we're still hard. Yeah. You yeah, know, for, real, for well, real, though. Like, hard, like, w- in what way? In like, well, I mean, like, not way? every,
2: not everyone in, you know, the United States is going to be able... If your parents can't afford that tuition, you know, get the fuck out of here. You don't belong here.
1: Yeah, I- I You're mean, not as smart as us, yo. Know, yeah. you know for real though, I will say this about Harvard. You know, about to try to, you know, kick some wisdom, but basically, lay it down. Basically, dude. It be like books. This is childish. It's easy, but your education—just
0: mm-hmm. a bunch of ABCs. Yeah, that your education
1: is outside of them books. Church, straight church. up. Church. You know, as we as church. we say in Yiddish, church.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're going to learn more. Okay, so, like, like a lot of people think college is about, like, the studying and stuff you do. I'm not really going to learn anything in the Winklevoss twins teaching Business 101, right? You know, they may smell good and all that, and you can kind of see, like, how their suits fit together and all that, but you're not going to learn much from the Winklevoss twins. But in real life, when you're on Alan Dershowitz's floating yacht, and you have to team up with 10 other guys to try to figure out how you can make 10 dead women sink in the Boston Harbor without coming back up that's real that's world that's education experience. that's real shit if you haven't
2: taken you know like literally like over a million dollars that has in your account and directly funneled it to Ukraine with all of your friends because of a good friend of you and a contact is there and they you know those people need your help. That's real, that's philanthropy. And that's what if you we believe in at Harvard.
0: Now you're gonna learn a little bit in slots theory with Professor Biederman, mm-hmm. but until <laughs> you go to Atlantic City with Professor Biederman and he creates an elaborate Dude, he has a system. No, no no, you're okay. gonna make like, yo how think, to print
2: money. You're gonna think I mean I think this guy is doing black magic. Like I think this is literally like mysticism. But it's, he it's Kabbalah he tell stuff. You, it's Kabbalah math. It's like crazy <laughs> shit. It's like the <laughs> Mentaculous. And this guy he's figured out a formula and I mean I mean we've all witnessed it. I'm a believer. I did not believe in it. But you know what? Who who went to World Nationals for slots?
1: <laughs> Yo the grandmaster, grandmaster <laughs> professor Biederman, hit me with hit Dude, me, he e, hit me with that wisdom, and I was lucky enough to represent. E, you're the champion. Yeah, I was lucky Everyone, enough to represent Harvard. E,
0: he was the world champion in slots. Yeah, he was on the slots team, captain for the last three years. Thing they called him the freshman phenom. Yeah, we would all be like gathered around in the Harvard gym. He
2: dominated liquid and phase in slots.
1: Yeah, I actually, you know, for real, I sent Tifu to Fortnite. He used to be Phases uh, slots player, but he was just yeah he was, uh, he, yeah.
2: he was very young. He was just in his
0: you know early. He was he was twelve
1: years old, but a, I, yeah, I, he, was, I got, he was
0: going to he was going to
1: Brown. Yeah, for real though, I gave him that grown man ass whooping respect though.
0: Yeah, I mean by the it was one hour right, and by the end of it you were up what. Seven thousand on them on slots. Yeah, I was well, 1, up seven
1: seven thousand credits, but these are Harvard slot machines, so one credit equals one hundred dollars. So you know, y'all do the math.
2: If anyone knows E, you'll notice that he might. You, if you look, you might see a cherry tattoo behind his ear. <laughs> That's what <laughs> that is. <laughs> he's a he's a slots king. I mean, there's nothing else to say.
0: You know, there's nothing about, else. To you know, say. like honestly. Division one slots. We're not division one in a lot of stuff here at Harvard, but we're division one slots.
1: Yeah, I will take on, you know, I took on the best players, SEC, from Mississippi, Riverboats, guys who wore, you know, entirely white suits with white handkerchiefs. Uh, Right,
0: who were constantly blowing their nose to them and stuffing them back.